You're listening to the Finding Enough podcast with Jessica Joy Holt, where we will be exploring stories and journeys of how we can find we are enough within ourselves, as well as meditations, mental resets, and more. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello, lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I want to talk to you about being able to let yourself shine, growing out of the valley of comfort, and letting yourself be vulnerable, even though it might be scary. And I'll share a bit of my own story with that as well as some of these realizations that I've had over the past couple years. Well, really over the whole life, but really have got it together in the past few years. So the overall arching thing is I don't want you to be afraid to shine. It is easy to get caught up in being timid or uncertain. We can feel vulnerable because we don't want to grow outside of our comfort zone or our comfort group. Maybe they don't want to be around us anymore or react poorly or judge us and question us if we do something that, you know, goes against them. So screw that. (laughs) Don't be afraid to shine. Don't be afraid to fail. If you want to succeed, if you want to grow, you want to be that dream version of yourself, guess what? You you will fail. It will be hard at times, but these are necessary parts of your journey for you to become who you are meant to be. And you can't see the best you from the valley of comfort. You have to climb the mountain to see the sunset's true glow, to see where the light touches on the darkness, to see and understand where those struggles were on the way up and how they helped you get to the top. And don't be afraid to outgrow your comfort zone or your comfort community. If they are in fact your community, they will support your growth and help you along the way. Sometimes this is in positive ways, sometimes it's in reality checks, and I have had my fair share of people giving me reality checks along the way that have truly helped me reset and understand. But let's dive into this just a little bit more because we do get so obsessed with this community that we have and and the fear of, you know, going against them or not living up to them and then losing them. I heard recently on one of the other podcasts I listened to, they were talking about boiling crabs. And hear me out here. I had never heard this before and it, it really blew my mind because it resonated so deeply when they turn the water up on a pot of crabs and it starts to boil. There are some crabs that will try to escape. Obviously, right? They want to live. Well, the crabs that are not trying to escape will literally grab the crabs that are trying to escape and pull them back down into the pot of boiling water to die with them. And if that doesn't scream so loudly as to how sometimes our community behaves with us. We start to grow, we start to change, and we start to become this more fuller version of ourselves. And those crabs, the ones that do not want to see us grow, because that means that we're outgrowing them or we're outgrowing an idea that they're comfortable with. And they believe that maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously, you're threatening their way of life. That becomes in their nervous system. They can't differentiate. That becomes a threat to their life as they see it. And so they will fight you. They will badmouth you. They will try to pull you back down to their level until you are back in the valley of comfort with them and not moving forward. And that's not to say that they're like the worst person ever or anything like that. It's literally that they haven't gotten to that part in their journey yet where they're understanding your growth and where you're going and that progress that you're making. So we can look at that and be like, yeah, that sucks. Um, we still love them. We still send them love, but we're in, they're not going to be a big part of your community anymore. 
because you don't want that kind of attention and that kind of suffocation really in your close circle because you're not going to continue to grow if somebody is always trying to stifle you and pull you back into the boiling water when you're trying to get out and see what's there for your next step in your growth. But again, I want to be careful with saying this because in today's community, people will take stories like that and they'll be like, yeah, it's fine for me to do whatever I want or be selfish with this and run with this idea because it's for my best growth forward. Well, is it though? Because sometimes it's not. And unfortunately in today's world, um, and it's taken me a long time to realize this because I went through my own selfish stage. A lot of people are taking this idea of it's okay to put yourself first and to be some self, self <laughs> to be selfish to a degree, um, but they take it kind of too far and they really step on people on the way and the people that they love and care about, they kind of throw them under the bus because they don't think that they're supporting them when they're just trying, those people that care about you truly are trying to give you those reality checks like I've mentioned earlier. And that happened for me with my family throughout my life. There was times, like I mentioned, where I had more of um, the selfish awakening because, you know, growing up, I didn't ever feel heard or really loved to the full ability that I wanted to feel loved. And so then when I got out into the world and started to explore things for myself, I really embraced being selfish for myself to a degree that I'm not totally proud with. And I I didn't know it at the time. Um, And I'm not saying that I was the worst ever there. But there are things like just not choosing to listen to my family because I'm like, well, what what do they know? They're so close-minded. In the reality, they were also looking at a situation and they weren't trying to pull me back into the boiling water. They were trying to help me see that maybe it wasn't boiling water that I was in sometimes. And I was addressing everything like it was boiling water and pushing all my friends or family aside because I'm like, well, they just don't want what's best for me. And in reality, my family was trying to tell me that they see me and they want what's best for me and they might not always understand. And we had to grow together to get there. So realizing, taking some time whenever you feel this way with your family or your comfort group, I should say, um, whatever that may be, it could be family, it could be friends and understanding, are they really trying to pull you back into boiling water or are they trying to give you healthy reality checks? Because If they're just trying to give you healthy reality checks and they're not trying to stop you from shining or growing, they're trying to help you to grow better. So being clear with yourself, maybe sitting and meditating on it, maybe walking on it or talking to it with somebody that you can get deep with and realizing what is your comfort group? What is your comfort zone? Who's trying to help you and who's trying to go against you and being real with yourself about that, being real with yourself about you. It's going to be a huge step forward for you. Now, these were not always easy lessons for me to learn, to be honest. Um, And a lot of them came in the same year, in 2017. I had just gotten out of a long relationship that was not always healthy. And in, in fact, a lot of times it did turn toxic because we did not know how to communicate with each other. And there was some narcissism going on. And there was even, um, I got cheated on. And that really messed me up for a minute, not to say that, you know, I'm still constantly healing, but in that time frame, I, I just felt like my whole world had shattered to a degree and my Sagittarius ass decided, you know what, screw all this. I am going to go and I'm going to live out West again on my own, uh, in this truck 
and I'm going to see what life brings me. So I went out to Moab and I lived in my truck. Um, I was parking it and renting, (laughs) renting, I should say renting a space in the driveway of a friend's house. Um, So I would live in my truck and I could use the communal space and my dog could use the backyard. So this one ended up being one of the best summers of my life. I was single and, you know, my feelings were demolished at some points because of that breakup and what ensued after that. But it was pretty damn amazing how much I grew that year because I had gotten so stuck in that relationship and in that mindset and trying to be enough there. And then I go out on my own in a truck and meet these amazing people. Literally one of the first weeks I was there, the girl who uh, I was renting the house from, she offered to take me to this party because she was starting a business for glamping and she wanted to see how it would go with like a test group of friends. So I got to join in on this and I met some of the most inspirational, amazing people that night, just that were her friends and the group that she had surrounded herself with. It was one of the best nights of my life. I mean, there was slack lining, there was fire staff, there was acro, there was this net that we were getting tossed in the air in. But mostly what I remember were the connections and the conversations. Uh, People were asking me like very vulnerable, deep questions and just like it was like nothing. And up until that point, I really hadn't experienced that that much because, you know, I was raised where you you don't really talk about that kind of stuff, especially off the bat with somebody. You, You have to build up to that kind of conversation. And that summer, being surrounded with those type of people I realized how silly that mindset was and how powerful and amazing it was to be able to just be open from the beginning, be vulnerable from the beginning, and how much you would grow and how much you would learn with somebody from that mindset of just being willing to have those deep conversations from the go. And as you've probably noticed, if you've listened to any of the other episodes that I've had, that's how I like to do things today. And that all started that night um, in Moab with just opening up hard from the beginning. I want to know what, not the shallow conversations for the most part. I'll do them to be polite, but that's not what I want to hear from you. I want to hear what drives your heart. What, what is love to you? What are the deepest things that have ever happened to you? The craziest things that you've ever done? What inspires you? Those are the kinds of conversations that I want to have. And those were the people that started to open that up for me because I felt safe having the conversations with them. You didn't feel like if you gave a response that they were just going to laugh you off or to call you stupid. They were genuinely wanted to know. They were coming from a vulnerable, vulnerable state themselves and wanted to hear your side. And that summer taught me the power of vulnerability. And then a few years later, my friend Cody, one of my best friends my whole life, I still consider him my brother to this day, he passed away suddenly uh, from a car accident. And one of the things that I decided to do when I learned this was I decided to let myself be even more vulnerable to life because you never know when it's over or if you'll have that next time to talk to somebody about that topic or learn how they feel or share how, like how you feel. And of course, doing this all respectfully. But again, that's another reason that when you hear me talk or if you ever meet me in person, I'm often not going to have 
super shallow conversations with you. I want to dive in deep. I want to know who you really are. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about you if I have strong feelings. Because I'm just like, wow, you're amazing. And I see such a vibration. I see such a love coming from you. And I, I want to see more of that. I want to be more around people like that who have that kind of vulnerability, that kind of passion for life and are willing to be open as well. And I, I respect and I invite you to try that for yourself and see how that changes how you see things, how you see yourself, how you see the conversations and the people around you, and maybe how that expands your comfort zone. And our comfort zone will grow and change as we do. Um, we don't know our abilities until we test them. All things are impossible until they're done, right? And one of my favorite things to compare this to, of course, being a whitewater freak as I am. So when you classify a whitewater rapid, it goes from one to six. And a class six rapid is rated class six because it's unrunnable. It cannot be done. But once somebody does it, it becomes a class five or five plus, depending where you're running. And that means that it's hard, but possible. So what's keeping you from chasing your class six dreams? These things that you feel are impossible to chase. These things that are, you're just like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Um, I don't have an education for that. I don't have the experience for that. Nobody's going to want to hear my opinion. No, nobody wants to see me do this. What is your class six dream and turning that into a reality? What is keeping you from your best views atop your mountaintop? What's keeping you from shining your brightest? I want you to really sit with this. And get real with yourself. I invite you to sit with this and get real with yourself. What is holding you back? Why are you not chasing your dreams? What is your dream that seems unreachable? And then think about why does it feel so unreachable? What, what's holding you back from even trying? Of even thinking about it as a reality of a, maybe a class five where it might be hard, but it's possible. What is that little aspect that needs to shift for you to get there? All right. So thank you so much for listening today. You can continue to listen if you'd like to join me on a meditation that I'm going to be doing here for you, a guided meditation, or you can just go on to the next podcast for your day, maybe your next song that you're going to listen to and enjoy, just enjoy the rest of your day. If you're going to enjoy this meditation with me, go ahead and find a comfortable seat. We're going to be sitting tall, letting our heart stack over our hips letting our eyes close. And I want you to take your palms and just play with this for a moment. Let the palms face down on the thighs and then face up. And you can do this one more time, up and down, just noticing what feels more natural to you right now with that position. And then letting the hands rest either down or up, depending what feels best for you. If you have any need to fidget, go ahead and get it out of the way now. We're going to be here for a few moments. So I want you to be able to be still with yourself. Eyes are closed. Body is still. Let's tune in to the breath. Easy breathing in through the nose. Easy breathing out. And we're just going to take a few deep breaths here for the count of five. I'll guide you through it. 
Deep breath in to prepare. Deep breath out. Inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Continue breathing in your own natural state and pace, whatever that feels like, and just noticing how it feels. Staying with this aware breath, this calm, natural breath. You can choose to listen to my voice or let it fade into the background. As you're resting here with your eyes closed, I invite you to see a beautiful, beautiful mountain in front of you. And this mountain can look however you want. It can be sunny and green and lush. There can be snow or ice on it. Whatever resonates with you right now, just picturing this mountain in front of you. It is your mountain to climb. It can be inviting. It can be a little bit timid. Whatever resonates with you, just let yourself see it. What do you see? And notice the air around you. How does it feel? Maybe even trying to notice what it smells like. Maybe you can smell the plants or the flowers. If it's cold, maybe you can smell the crisp air. And I want you to take a deep breath in as you look towards the top of that mountain and out. And next time you take a deep breath in, I want you to say to yourself, I can do this. And out, release any doubt. And in your mind's eye, as you look at this mountain, we're going to start climbing. We're going to start walking up step by step. And you might notice that the first few steps would be the hardest, just to get going, because it can be so intimidating approaching this mountain. But as you start to go up, as you start to climb out of the valley towards the top, you take note of the plants around you and how the top kind of just fades away from view. You can't quite see it anymore because now you are in the trees, you are in the landscape. And all you can see is that next bit in front of you, and you're just noticing those details. What do you see? What comes forward for you? Keep going. Keep climbing. Walking up this winding path up the mountain, step by step. If you notice any resistance, you climb over it. 
You don't let it stand in your way for too long. You can, you can adjust it. You can see it, what's going on, and then climb over it. Find your way around. Keep going. Keep going step by step, moment by moment. You're climbing this mountain, observing that next little bit of landscape in front of you. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? Where do you feel any resistance? Just observing as you keep climbing. And I want you to keep going and keep going. And then finally, you look up and you see you are so close to the mountaintop, you didn't realize how close you were. But all that progress that you made along the way, all those things that you climbed over, all those winds and turns in that road behind you, step by step led you right here, right beside the top. And this can often be the hardest part because now we don't have the trees around us protecting us anymore from the weather. And it can be a little bit more of a rough landscape. But you're going to keep going. You look at the top and you take that next step forward and that next step forward. You might have to scramble over some rocks. You might have to be exposed to that weather. But you climb all the way to the top. And when you get to the top, I want you to plant your feet on that earth, standing tall, feeling the wind against your skin. I want you to look around and see the views around you. What do you see in the sky? Do you see a sunset? Do you see the sun high above you? Do you see moon and stars? Noticing what comes forward for you as you observe the views. How far can you see what comes forward? Take it in. Be as present as you can with yourself on this mountaintop, on the top of the mountain that you've climbed. And I want you to take a deep breath in and out. And with your next deep breath in, saying to yourself, I can do this. I did it. I can. And I am. I'll do this two more times. I can do this. I did it. I can. I am. I can do this. I did it. I can. I am. And on your deep breath in now, I want you to take that exhale, let it go, and any doubt, any resistance goes away with it. Do this type of breath as many times as you need. Stay on top of this mountain for as long as you need. And whenever you're ready, Come back to your body. Come back to this moment. It's been an honor. 
Namaste.